So, hello, welcome to FM Thoughts. I am JM Thoughts, and this is a podcast about Football Manager. And who else to have on the inaugural episode of the JM Thoughts FM Thoughts? I've not made up my mind about the branding. Anyway, the point is, we've got Pugs FM! Yay! Hello! <laughs> when you said who else to have, that there are a lot of people you really could have gone with and possibly should have gone with. No, but no, no, no. you're throwing caution to the wind. You're the taking pe- a risk. The, the people's champion is what I hear that they call you these days. Uh, if you mean they, Rich Owens. I've ha- I, Rich Owens has used that phrase. I haven't heard anybody else use it, but he's, an he's, influential a, he's a big man. dog, so I'll take that. Yeah, yeah, he's an influential man. Well, welcome to the podcast. Let me explain what the heck is going on. This is Football Manager Podcast, as you might have guessed. And the idea behind this is that it's just an opportunity to share where you are with various saves and share some thoughts on your mind about Football Manager at the time. And it's also an opportunity for people, particularly in in my Football Manager community, but also, you know, the adjacent communities of Pokes and Michelinio, etc., to share things that, you know, if you're not a streamer, but you've got a really interesting save you want to talk about, like, come on the podcast, spend 20 minutes talking about it. That's kind of the idea. And so we're recording this right after you've just finished streaming, Pokes. So where better place to start, really, than for you to introduce your save and let us know how it's been getting on? Yes. Yeah, we just finished um, one of those streams where nothing happens because it's pre-season and... Well, first I get distracted into other things, but also I'm a slow enough player that I didn't really. I think I clicked continue a few times. So the the year of my save is currently 2036. So um, very brief story of the save is that it's set in the future. It's Tottenham Athletic. So it's this fan owned breakaway club from Tottenham Hotspur. We started it in 2033. So that's when I took ownership of the team. So we've finished three seasons now. Um, season one was the uh, we started in the Vanarama South and we missed out. We had an incredible season, missed out on it by the sort of just a whisker. And we got we lost first place, went down to second, then got knocked out in the playoffs. Second season, we then absolutely killed it. I've no, I don't think I've ever had a season like it. It was over 100 points anyway. It was like 107, 109 points, something silly like that. I can't find the screen now. But uh, it was amazing. So we got through to the Vanarama National, and I've just finished the first the f- first season in the Vanarama National, third season in total. And um, it, it, I actually, you know, I, I'm about, I was about to say it didn't go to plan, but actually I think it went really well. We finished in fifth place. So that we finished in the playoff zone. Um you know, it's uh, 82 points after 46 games, which for the first season in the Vanarama National isn't bad, I think. So, you know, we got to the playoffs. Um, we got pitched against Morecambe and it, it it was nil-nil and it went through to extra time. And I think it was the 118th minute of extra time. Like, it was so close to penalties. It was ridiculous. And it was that they they got the winner. So it knocked us out. So we now face that annoying thing of, oh, how much do I need to rebuild this squad for next season? I, yeah, I'm in a bit of a quandary about it. Do I, you know, do I go, right, let's just try and beef up everything? Or do we just go, you know, we've got an all right squad here, just a couple of extras, and that might see us through. I don't really know. and I, I don't, yeah. I, I expect I'll just get a few people in and we'll go see how it goes from there. 
It's really difficult to tell in those lower leagues as well, because like if that's the Premier League, you're you're, you're sitting there, or you know maybe you've gone up from League One to the Championship. You're going okay. Clearly, that's momentum, and it's probably a bit of a sort of the stars have aligned for us to get that far in our first season, and we need to do some major upgrades. But actually, the difference between the National League and the National League South isn't that much. So you you, you could actually be sitting on a really great team, and a momentum might have played a bit of a part. But you don't want to then mess all the dynamics up by substituting everybody, and it's, it's such a hard transfer window, actually. Yeah, and and there's always that risk that your players, your decent players, are going to go at any minute. Yeah, like yeah. that's just that's just you know you you have no idea. You might be in the middle of a season preseason, and suddenly your key striker, boom, he's gone, and you've you're stuck. So uh, you, you kind of do want a decent a decent backup as well as a decent first team player you know first 11 obviously needs to be quality but you actually i think you need a decent backup as well that is fully ready to go into the first team if you need them but then obviously they then get all all iffy and a bit bit annoyed because they usually they're sat on the bench not getting first team football when actually they are good they are like they are good enough for first team football and you know in your head you're like yeah but if if he goes you're going to take his spot (laughs) so i need you so please don't leave so it it is tricky um but i i would I, i think I think I've probably got two or three seasons left of this save this year. So I really want to get out of this league this season. <laughs> I really do. I'll be a bit like, oh, seriously. Yeah. If well, I don't get promoted, respected in Europe might be a bit of a stretch, but at least becoming a league <laughs> club in the league uh, it would be pretty, pretty nice, I imagine. Um, I know. Yeah. Although, of course, which is something we're going to talk about later, but you could, in theory, carry it over. With the oh, crazy yes. news from FM24 that you can carry your save over. I know. Um, which obviously is a difficult decision for you as a content creator because obviously you want that explosion of new, exciting stuff. But at the same time, yeah. if the story's only just starting, and obviously you actually started it quite late by the time you know all the patches had come through and you'd used the custom database to build this thing, you know, you've not mm. actually had very long on this save, really. No, no, you know, it's obviously I'm a slow player anyway, so it, we'll, we can come on to this. We're going to chat about this in a bit, aren't we, about, about the, sort of the recent announcements from FM and stuff. Um, but yeah, it's certainly something on my brain already over those last however many weeks it's been now since they announced it. Just thinking, OK, shall I carry this on into FM24? Shall I not? I don't know. I know the chat the other day in the stream were like, we don't really watch for your fm anyway so it doesn't really matter but i'm a bit like yeah i might i might quite enjoy this carrying this on i think Um, it has to be whatever feels right like mm. the thing for me it's like it's reminding ourselves particularly when like you know we both get reasonably decent numbers but you know we're doing this for fun with a small community realistically so actually like you have to kind of ask yourself, don't you, like, well, which would I prefer? Would I enjoy a new save on a new game and a fresh start? Or actually, if I'm still really enjoying this, yeah. I think for me it takes the pressure off because I know I can decide later, whereas previously I was like, oh, I've got to rush, I've got to get it done because I knew there wasn't that option. But now there is that option. Yeah. It's kind of like, oh, actually, like if I want to do an extra season on this save, I can. It's true. It's true. And um, you won't feel bad about it you won't feel guilty about it because you know it's a feature that's in the game like i always think to myself hey going into a new game when 
you know, when, say, you know, when FM24 comes out and if they didn't have that feature to, to shift the saves over, if you carry on playing FM23 in the back of your head, whether you're making content with it or not, you've got oh, FM24 sat there and I, I really want to play it kind of thing. So it's yeah, it's totally. hard. Um, but anyway, I mean, tell, you... tell us about your save, JM. I want to hear about your save as well. Oh, before we dump too much into FM24. Go on then. Um, so save update from me is we are still stuck in Hamburg and... Um, I did a cheeky extra stream today and it did not go according to plan. Um, so the way my save works is it's a food journey challenge. And so we started at Fisher FC um, on a custom database in tier nine and we have to win a trophy with a team and then we add the food to the menu and we can move on. And it wasn't always the rule that like we had to win something before we could move on. It was always the rule you had to win something to add the food to the menu. But as we've progressed and we've basically won something at every club, it's kind of become like, no, you, you, you're not allowed to leave until you win something. And that definition is a little bit flexible. Like, for example, with international teams, if we qualify for the World Cup with Antigua and Bermuda or something, we might be like, OK. That's and equally, I think the, within the first week of being AZ Alkmaar manager, I won the Cruyff Cup, which is like the charity shield. And it was like, well, that doesn't count. Um, yeah. But the reason I'm talking about this is to, to get to the problem that we have now, which is that I stupidly accepted the job at Hamburg because of hamburgers. So I was very excited. It wasn't it wasn't a stretch. It was a very obvious connection. Um, yeah. Unlike, for example, Nottingham Forest Gatto, which was a bit <laughs> of a stretch. Um, so I was like, great, Hamburg in. But, you know, I, I knew it might be a couple of seasons. I didn't realise it was going to be so miserable. And it's it's realistic right like so they yeah. finished like mid table but they just been promoted and i was like oh great mid table bundesliga team decent youth academy maybe we'll you know maybe i'll take over and i'll get them into the conference league or something that'd be great uh no not at all relegation fight first season just stayed up relegation oh. fight second season just stayed up or well actually more annoying than that it was more of that like you're mid table all year and you're sort of thinking oh maybe we can make europe and then you just fall away um, yeah. So that was the second yeah. season. Third season, we got to the semi-final of the German Cup, Pokal, and unfortunately couldn't get past. I think it was uh, Wolfsburg, and that was really annoying because that was like such a wasted opportunity because like all of the other big clubs have been knocked out, um, like oh, Bayern that's... and all that. So I was really annoyed by yeah. that. And then this year, we managed to so. In that year, we got to the semi-final. We also managed to qualify for the Europa League. So that was very exciting. So this year, we've got Europa League that we could win, maybe. The Bundesliga that we're not winning because we're just so far behind Bayern and the other clubs that are competing for that. And then yeah. also, I was like, okay, we made the semi-final of the German Cup. Maybe we will maybe we'll like be able to do better this time. No, nope. uh, we've got knocked out in the second round by Leverkusen on stream today. Um, oh, so that's... No. So it's now it's now becoming either a five season challenge with Hamburg because we're not going to win anything this year, or we could just casually win the Europa League, which is um, very easy. But the weird Still thing counts. is, like, it's not impossible. Like, there's not that many decent teams in the Europa League this year. Like the new format, which I want on record, I hate, but it does actually help. I think with teams trying to win the Europa League. I mean, I'm talking to a man who I, I, you've not played the Europa League, have you? 
I don't get to the dizzy heights no. of Europe. No. <laughs> You're just smiling and nodding like, yeah, yeah. Sounds great. <laughs> but yeah, because the Champions League teams aren't dropping down, at least the teams that I know I'm competing with now are going to be the teams I'm competing with for it. Yeah. So like okay, in terms yeah. of the big names, and this is a weird thing, right? Like the two biggest teams in there are probably Lazio and Chelsea. And at the moment, both of them are not even going to qualify for the second round, I don't think. I mean, oh, I wow. beat Lazio 4-0. So wow. It's a bit weird. Like, Kilmarnock are currently top of the league with Fulham behind them. So it's kind of a bit that weird. Is weird. Um, that is weird, yeah. Um, that is strange. Yeah, yeah. Strange. Then Kilmarnock have had a tycoon takeover and have won the Scottish Premiership. So, you know, whatever. Oh, Good for them. Um, <laughs> but so yeah. you've had... So this is the longest you've been at a club for the whole save. And did I see a tweet that said... You've been at this club more than double than any of the other teams, the length of time of the other yeah, teams yeah. That you've so played for. It took us two seasons to win anything with Fisher. So we had our first season and then we didn't do anything in the second season. We won the league with Fisher FC. We won something straight away with the next club, Bowes and Pitsy. Um, we then won something straight away with Oxford United and I sort of mulled around for another season. Uh, quit like at the start of season three. So I didn't really do any of season three. So that was like the longest I'd been is like two and a bit seasons at Oxford. I might have ended up doing two and a bit seasons again with Degafers in Sweden because we got relegated and then we had to go back up again and then we wanted to get them sort of established and we were looking for a good job and funnily enough people don't want to hire a manager who's managing in a Swedish <laughs> team that they that they apparently got relegated even though they totally didn't anyway whatever. Um, so we were there a little bit. But that felt... Not that you're bitter about it. I'm, I'm, I don't see how you can join a club five games before the end of the season, ten points adrift at the bottom, and then you keep getting asked in job interviews why you got them relegated. It's pretty obvious why I got them relegated. It wasn't my fault. <laughs> anyway, yeah, so I think... But that was weird, because as you will know from... When was it now? FM22, was it? Like, those Scandinavian leagues are out of sync, so that feels a bit weird anyway. So, yeah. Yeah. Potentially yeah. having to do five, maybe, I don't even know. At, th at this rate of progression, we might need to do like six, seven seasons in Hamburg. It's really weird because like I won something in Mexico in about five months. And so I'm not yeah. used to this. It's I've got... Oh, that is a shift. That's a shift you have to go on, I suppose, in a journeyman, isn't it? If you're going to, if you're moving clubs so, so rapidly and so briefly, such so short spells at each club. Yeah. To then jump into ultimately, you know, four or five seasons is that's basically that's a, that's a one manager, one club yeah. save. Well, for you, <laughs> you don't even get that far in one FM, do you? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I was going to say that's that's a year's worth of football manager right there. So it's, yeah, does it? What do you prefer? Do you prefer in general outside of this save? Do you prefer one club saves or do you prefer journeyman's? Um, for me, it's about the world. Interestingly. So it kind of depends. So I think probably my favourite kind of save is like a one club save for a period of time, but then it's kind of okay to move on. Like I'm not like wedded to it forever. So yeah. like the fa the favourite save I ever did was I got Preston North End to the Premier League. I, I think they finished second like a couple of times and they were established in the Champions League and I got sacked for bad media handling. Yeah, I know, right? Um, Brutal. So I then was like, well, sod you. And I went and won everything with other clubs. So I went to Liverpool and won the Premier League. Then I went to Milan and I won um, 
Serie A and then I went to Barcelona and won whatever the Spanish league is called, La Liga. And then I La went Liga. to Dortmund and I won the Europa League, the Champions League, the Bundesliga. Then I went to Lyon and I won the French League. And it was all kind of like, it had meaning because I was like, but then I also went and watched Preston when they won, they, they they had the final game of the season where they could actually win the league and then they won it and it wasn't me that won it and it was such a weird thing to like go oh. and watch and I actually watched it in game and, and then like the media things were saying, oh, former manager was in the stands and so like that for me is the FM experience. Like That is really fun. Like I've had influence That's... on that world because there's no way without me Preston would have won the league six years yeah. after i left but it still was six years after i left it's a bit weird like it's it's it shows that emotional connection you end up having with the save isn't it that even after you've left the club you're still willing to sit and watch them win the league with a different manager and yeah, yeah, yeah. then that'd be a good thing yeah that's amazing and the same with like um the black star save i did last year where we took like a, a lower leagues a real lower league swiss team and we took them to the in the end to the champions league final and won it but then like having turned that more into like about trying to build the nation and moving around to a different club in Switzerland, like again, like I'm really enjoying that dynamic of of like building up a club and then that club then having to take that club on is quite a fun narrative that you don't often get to do in football manager. Yeah. Yeah, that is really that's really good. I think there's something that this year this year is the first year I've created this club with my save and and it does add something really fresh that i haven't experienced before with football manager like the like i quite like playing with low leagues because i don't know the players um and i like not knowing the players because i'm not particularly i don't you know i i I don't particularly know players in general so so to be put myself in a world where i definitely can't know the players particularly when it's set in the future and things like this and it's i just love that i love that kind of dynamic of having to learn you know of nobody knows it's not like i can have somebody particularly on on a live stream you can't have somebody just come and say oh buy this bloke because you're like well he's probably like 50 and he's yeah. he's yeah and it's good though isn't it it makes it makes it just really interesting and and really rich a rich sort of narrative i love it i really liked yeah. your idea because like now in the in the save that i'm doing now like it's getting to what i would call like the exciting time like where you know kilmarnock are really like kilmarnock kilmarnock and dundee are like the t- dundee united or oh, neil will love me for that kilmarnock and dundee united are like the two <laughs> best teams in scotland and that's just weird and wacky to me and i love that so the, the idea so you had of actually like creating a club but not like starting with that club simming 10 years into the future before you started mm. is a really nice idea because you've got yeah. all of those slightly quirky things where it's like oh that club's really rubbish now and that club's really good and it wasn't 10 years ago and yeah yeah it's like I... a really fun game world that you're playing in like a parallel world yeah and you, you know you bump into the odd staff member who's a who's a manager and we've got bolton down in the the national league with us and it's just yeah it it makes it really fun yeah. really fun I, i'm trying i was just trying to think i've got some staff member who is known and i can't think what is who it is now for top of my head i really should fabian delf that's it fabian, fabian delf. delf is one of my coaches 46 years old <laughs> it's just like it's just just nice it's just fun to have that as a as he's a not a um he's not like a player at the end at the start of football manager he's obviously retired a few years ago but like you know how like the sometimes staff end up following you around a little bit like you know if you leave a club they might leave as well and and then they're always happy to go with you to the new club like weirdly 
Robbie Fowler has been to most of the clubs that I've been to with me, which is a bit weird. Um, Why not? But yeah, so yeah, I hired, like, he was caretaker manager at Oxford when I came and stayed. Um, so what role has he got for you now? He's What's just a coach his... now. So he was sort of in and around Oxford a little bit when I was there. And then he went with me to Alkmaar and now he's pretty, and now he's like an important player. An important, I think he might be my assistant manager or something at Hamburg. He wouldn't. Amazing. He didn't. He didn't want to go to the second tier of Sweden. I don't know why. <laughs> just, just out of random interest, in my universe, he is the under eighteen coach, 18s coach for Bristol City. Oh, well, uh, the universe is, you know, decides. Um, so strange, so strange. Yeah. But it's, it's amazing. Is uh, it, it does add as really something really nice and depth. Did you know that Robbie Fowler is really into property development? By the way. Really? Um, yeah, because his I kept, like about a year ago, I kept getting adverts for Robbie Fowler's property business, and I'm like, at what at what point did someone think, you know, what he wants to see Robbie Fowler's property business on his social media feed? So very strange, adverts, but yeah, you? you get some weird yeah. adverts where they're just the algorithm is convinced that you need to yeah. see this, and you're like, I really don't. I don't know how to tell <laughs> you that I'm not interested in this, but I'm really not. Yeah. Definitely right. not. Yeah, I feel like telling him he should go and be a caretaker manager for for Oxford. And that, what a career he could he could be living the life in Hamburg now. I guess we should move on. So we've we've done a little bit of a save update. So I suppose we should share our thoughts on something. And why not share our thoughts on that blog article that Miles wrote? Totally didn't write, but okay. I'm sure he signed off on it and he wrote bits of it, but we've both worked in comms. Miles did not write the first draft of that blog. Um, <laughs> he gave some bullet points. Yeah, yeah. He vaguely was... what we might want to say. Yeah, yeah. But there was a meeting where I... we said, we've got this idea, Miles, where we could publish this blog, and it's going to have this stuff in it. What do you think? And he's gone, oh, yeah, I want this in and not this, but not ready to, to say this. And then someone's gone and drafted it, and then he's gone, oh, I'm going to change that. And then it's got published, and everyone's yeah. like, thank you, Miles. <laughs> yeah, you've done a great job, Miles. <laughs> Whereas their new head of comms or whatever is just on his own. Yeah. <laughs> Sitting there. Like, yeah, I wrote that. Getting, getting paid pittance. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm, I've probably paid quite well, actually, as boss and director, I imagine. That's true, um, actually. It's a good point. But, um, yeah, it was interesting. It was, it was. I mean, I, I don't want to nerd out over, like, what it, like, the public relations strategy that it indicates, but it was it was nice to see that level of transparency and, and there was lots of juicy stuff in there, wasn't there? Yeah, I, I, I think there is, you know, I, I don't think we need to necessarily go into all the details of what was said, because I think people can find that out themselves, can't they? I think there's the things that pop into my brain that have mainly stuck with our first, like, po I think there are some positives and some things to that are just sort of playing on my mind as concerns, I guess. Um, and I think you're, the thing you mentioned there about transparency is it is really transparent. I don't think I've seen a games company do that that level of ultimately saying yes this edition of the game isn't that good secondly the next one isn't going to be that great but the one after that is going to be amazing i'm just like that is that is very transparent a very um i guess i can't say that's you know i'd like to think it's actually really honest i'm hoping that 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 is like yeah, yeah. honestly what they're, they're thinking and i think that's really refreshing I mean, the advice that I, I mean, like I've spoken to a lot of people who are working for charities that are going through difficult things. And my advice is like, just tell the truth, because in this yeah. age of social media and leaks and all of that, you just end up in knots. Your best thing is to do exactly what they've done and just be like, right, hands up, this is the situation. Because then everyone goes, oh, wow, thanks. 
Whereas if they were like trying to hype everyone up for FM24 or try, or trying to delete comments that were criticizing FM23, then it just yeah. ends up in a complete mess and you end up with this monster you can't control. But actually yeah. them just being like, here's the plan. FM24 is going to be really good, but it's not going to be a major change. FM25 is going to be a big change. Get hyped. Yeah, great. Exactly. And and I think also that like looking back at the last three years maybe of football manager releases every time they have released it he's miles has always talked about the impact of covid on the games on his staff on himself you know on twitter he's quite open about his sort of you know his personal life and you know the journey he's gone on with his mum, who's been elderly and things like that i think sort of almost it feels like it's not like what they've said now is a total shock because because in the last few years they've been saying We've been trying to shift our processes to the way we work and we lots of our staff are now working from home and all these kind of processy things regarding their workflows um, they've been talking about. So when they now turn around and say, yeah, we've tried some stuff and it hasn't worked, you're kind of like, oh, yeah, we've we've sort of heard about some of that yeah. in the last few years anyway. And so it's it doesn't come as a total shock as well, which, again, that's a long term cultural thing probably for them of honesty and transparency and bringing people with them as a, as a organization and also like you know that the, they they make mistakes sometimes sometimes mm. i don't think miles helps himself on social media at times and things like that <laughs> but from what it seems on the outside anyway for a games company they they seem to be all right there are definitely games companies that would have forced all their staff to work overtime to to get more of those features ready for fm23 or they would have been games companies that would have sort of said you know, right, you've got to come in over COVID and get this game done or whatever. And they obviously have not chosen to do that. They've obviously said there was, I imagine there were probably some very difficult meetings in the summer of last year where it looked like some of the features they were working on for FM23 weren't going to actually happen in time. And they had to make a decision of whether or not to postpone them or not. And I would say there are definitely games companies out there, which yeah. we won't name, but, you know, have had whistleblowers in the past that would have, you know, forced everybody mm. to work 18 hour days to get it done and that's obviously not yeah. what they did and yeah we probably need to remember that a little bit i think yeah i, I think so and, and i think if anything in the long run it warms people to them you know if pe people I, I know that i know ultimately at the end of the day we're just playing a video game but actually if people want to be able to trust the people who are making it and by by drawing us in even sort of to a minor level relationally means that we are our trust in that organization and that company and the people who make the game increases and so we're therefore more likely to buy it and you know and i, re I remember back in the day back in the day in the olden days with where championship manager and they did the, the great split you know yeah. I, I just remember that um and even then you would hear about the kind of the way that the these things were happening and it even back then felt like we were attached to these people who are who were branching off and starting football manager and we were you know you'd know about this guy or the the two of them miles and the other guy i forgot what the other guy's called um who would go off and do this you know and and you think even then i was sort of attached to them as people and you think that's just continued through the years it's it's uh they're very yeah they've done it well i think they've done it well yeah, yeah it's, it's, but, it's a clever it's a clever it's a clever way of keeping people invested we know that FM25, they're saying, you know, new match engine, new all of, of this stuff. That actually worries me quite a lot. I think I think that game's probably actually, I think, careful what you wish for. I think actually people are going to get really annoyed when they open up the game and it's a completely different interface and 
they've got 3D managers welcoming them into their office and they're going to be furious. But anyway, <laughs> let's, yes. let's kind of park that. What do you think for you would be like a, a like from what you've read about FM24, what would be like, oh yeah, I'm chuffed with this. And what would be like, oh, this is a bit rubbish. Like what, what's your kind of bar, I guess? What's your emotion towards FM24 yeah. right now? I'm not expecting much. I think I think my expectations are quite low for FM24. I would be really disappointed if basically the the I know I know they're saying there's going to be a big change next year and things, but I I will be disappointed if if you, if it now looks basically exactly the same and they've basically gone we're just going to do it exactly as it is again because next year's it's going to be very different and I think I just don't think that's fair on the people because it I don't, I'm not a games developer, so I don't know these things, but it, it, it doesn't strike me as a huge thing just to shift things around, to make things look fresh, shift some of the, the, the typeface, some of the colouring, some of the, the, sort of the, the structure and where you find things. I just think shifting some of those things around can just help things feel a little bit fresher. So I would want at least a little bit of that. I still wouldn't be like over the moon if, it's, if that's all it is, um, but I would want, expect something like that. If I'm honest, uh, this sounds a bit random, but one of my sort of hopes would be that are they going to look at some of the like the drafting, for example? I've done a bit of this. Really, year is the first year I've done a ton of drafting. I know we've done Jaffa um, for a few years now, but this feels like I've done the most drafting I've ever done. And I think there's work around that that they need to sort out. I, I think around the server issues and kind of background stuff that I envisage is almost essential to be done, really. And I think some of that needs to be sorted in terms of. You know, when you get scores that are different in one game to somebody else's on their screen, it's just madness. That is just madness that that happens. And so I think a lot of those, those kind of back behind the scenes bugs that just have never been fixed, I think they need to be sorted. Yeah. So I think if they don't sort those, I'll be disappointed. But I'm not particularly expecting any big new features for a standard career game. I think if we get any, I think, great. But then I'm also like, well, what are you going to, What's the, what does this mean for FM25 and all that kind of thing? So, yeah. Yeah. What about you? Have you sort of, what, what are your sort of expectations? And Well, they, they kind of hinted that, or oh, they're going to sort some stuff that people have been asking for for a long time. So I think we, we won't get a set piece creator, but I think they'll fix the UI for that. If they, if they fix international management, and I, I kind of agree with you with like how easy it is to skin the game. It feels odd to me that they haven't freshened up the menus and stuff. So I feel like yeah. it's obviously quite easy to do because if random people can do it in half an hour, well, I'm sure it doesn't take half an hour, <laughs> but like, you know what I mean? Like these skins don't take months to come out. So Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. Um, All the skin creators now are like, how dare he? Yeah, it's like instantly <laughs> unsubscribe. Um, but like, But you know what I mean? I mean, like if it's possible for it to enable people to do that, and I, and I mean, I do agree with you, like, it is odd to me that, like, the, the whole stuff with draft kind of feels like it's something they give, like, the new people or the interns, and they're just like, oh, this doesn't really matter, go and fiddle with it. Like, yeah. it feels so alpha, like, and I don't mean mm. that in, like, a weird kind of Andrew Tate way. I mean, like, it, it feels like an unfinished part of the game that they just release with the game. Like it, yeah, it's yeah. so strange. Like the amount of, as you say, like glitches. Like you'll click on a player and you'll just end up in a different menu when you're on the draft screen and stuff like that. It's just really weird. Yeah, and like the pausing issue when you know you go look at if I think if the person hosting looks at a player, it pauses the draft and th these sorts of things are are in in my brain like no no brainers that they need to be fixed. Um, 
and even the look of it like before you go into a draft it you know you're searching when you have to search for your friend's draft that they've set up it just it feels like you've gone into ms dos or something like that <laughs> it, it, you're like you're seeing all these letters and these numbers and these things yeah. and you're like i don't know what any of this means whereas you know if you i don't play much fifa but to attach yourself to an online game of fifa is is so easy you know it's like you might have a place you know you click that do that you're there and and i don't think they thought about that for the for the online mode now one, one thing that i never really see is how many people are engaging with that well Num yeah. what their numbers are like for drafts anecdotally over the pandemic I feel like loads of people tried it for the first time and then it maybe wasn't the best experience. I think it's again an example of like, it does take time. It's like moving an oil tanker sometimes. So I could imagine that actually like, not only did COVID disrupt them, but like they couldn't have predicted people would be using these online modes. Like I don't think they would have mm. predicted that the streamer showdown would have become this big thing in the pandemic. That then, mm. you know, all of these other splinter tournaments, like when you first started streaming, right? That none of that was there. Was it like that no, whole no, no, competitive no. scene? No. So you wouldn't no. seeing that in the content creators. People weren't generally playing that many online saves with their mates. But I certainly remember in the pandemic, like I had a couple of saves on the go with people who wouldn't even go anywhere near content creation stuff. But they were just yeah. like, oh, I've got football manager and I'm furloughed. Did you want to play a season in the yeah. Prem? And I got a sense yeah, that there yeah, was yeah. a lot of that. And and so they then sort of probably not had that on their long term plan of things yeah. that they need to fix. But um yeah, they might be playing a bit of catch up now, maybe with it. And, yeah. uh, or they, and or again, like you just wonder how much like chicken and egg kind of thing, like how much of it is just like, oh, well, we don't want to work on that until we've fixed the match engine or we yeah. know we're doing this other stuff for FM25. So like, mm. is it going to be like a reset and like FM25, we're then going to see them doing stuff that they hadn't bothered to do because they were sort of waiting yeah. for fm25 i don't know it's going to be a bit weird and, and, we, and we may find with fm25 that there's we see what their priorities are you know we see mm. with a new there's a new engine that that runs the game what to, what are they pouring their energy into now and that'll be interesting to see over the coming years i suppose yeah yeah um, and that's... But we're all going to have to get new computers for that, aren't we? No, we'll be all right. You just need to get a computer that doesn't have FM running on a pen drive or whatever. <laughs> yeah, true. I, I am genuinely a bit like, right, I better, uh, I better think about this. <laughs> Run, I mean, it's brave running Football Manager on an external hard drive that literally disconnects every other stream. Yeah, I, I don't know why it's done that recently. It's really annoying, really annoying. I don't know whether it's to do... I'm, yeah, because... I've, anyway, I won't go into it because it's very boring, but I've not quite figured out why it's happening because it doesn't happen all the time. Well, we'll have to wait and see. And I'm sure, hopefully, if you're up for it, we'll have you on the podcast again at some point soon. Maybe, maybe uh, hopefully, we'll we'll know more about FN24 then and maybe you'll have yeah. made it to the Football League. Who knows? I if I make it through another season, I'll be pleased. Well, I was going to say, if we, want, <laughs> if we want you on the podcast again soon... You probably won't be in the football league, will you? No, because <laughs> uh, that would be about yeah. December, I imagine. Um, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but no, seriously, thank you for for coming on and trying this out. Yeah, yeah, um, it's been fun. Thank you. It's a great idea, Jam, and I'm looking forward to hearing who else you get on and hearing yeah. their saves and hearing their thoughts on this sort of stuff and setting the world to rights. And then I'll I'll leave abusive comments to them. Great, good. Yeah, that's what we want. <laughs> There are a lot of fantastic Football Manager podcasts out there. So um, if you've chosen to spend half an hour with us, I thank you kindly for that. I guess before you go, I should probably ask you, we heard a little bit about your save earlier. Where can people find out more about it? 
yeah, it's the best place to sort of watch is on Twitch, uh, twitch.tv forward slash pokes FM. I tend to stream on a Wednesday night and a Friday night. Sometimes it shifts, but uh, if you follow on Twitter with the same name or jump into my Discord, which you can probably find via the various bios on Twitch and things like that, you can uh, jump in and you can see the schedule there and chat with the rest of us who uh, chat away about all sorts of various things as well as the Tottenham Athletic save. So yeah, lovely, and we'll put links in the uh, the description of the podcast as well. See you soon. See you later. Bye. So that's it. Thank you very much for listening to the first episode of FM Thoughts. I've been Jane Thoughts. Our guest has been the wonderful Pokes FM. He's already disappeared off. He's, he's a busy man. And uh, yeah, let us know your thoughts on the episode, and um, hopefully we'll hear you again soon. I said these were going to be really bite-sized podcasts, so we've already gone over thirty minutes in the first episode. So starting well but uh, hopefully we will see you again soon or hear you or you'll hear us i never i never do these dead things do i i should just script them i'm not going to script them but i am going to say go well friends and i hope that you listen again soon